For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today our guest is Julie Miller, Assistant Professor in Neuroscience and in Speech, Language, and Hearing Sciences. She studies the genetic and cellular mechanisms that underlie bird song as a model for understanding human vocal function and dysfunction. Julie, how did you come to, to study birdsong as a model for human speech? So it's an interesting story because originally I was here at the University of Arizona as a graduate student in neuroscience. And back in the 1960s and 70s, people were interested in asking, how do these birds come up with new songs every season? A lot of this is because there's changes in the brain due to steroid hormones. Now we think of these steroid hormones as estrogen and testosterone, and these are the same hormones that are in the birds, and they shape the brain in a way that allows the circuitry to be wired and flexible. Which is what's required for us in order to develop language and speech? Exactly. So because these circuits are changing and they're plastic, they're being modified based upon their environment, I became interested in studying songbirds to understand not how they fly or how they hop. I became interested in how do they learn their song? Is it similar to how we learn to speak and how we develop language? And what role does the brain play in this? After I finished my PhD studies here, I went and I did my post-PhD work at UCLA, and I really started delving into a particular songbird called zebra finch. And these zebra finches are not native to here. They're actually native to Australia. And it was because the males sing and the females don't, and this is set up early in development by the action of steroid hormones on the brain and genetics, that I became interested in studying how does the male produce his song and what happens in humans if we don't learn how to speak properly. So it must be that you're finding something interesting with the birds. It's unpublished data right now. We're working on writing it up, but it appears that in middle age and older birds, their songs are different. And for example, uh, middle-aged birds appear to have louder songs than young and old birds. And this is interesting because what is it that's making them have these loud songs? What's going on in the brain? And we don't know yet. But it suggests that if we can model bird song like we do for aging human voice, we can start to pick apart how are these song changes going along with changes due to natural aging that affects our brain. And you know something about the actual circuits that are being used in the brain. Is that right? Yes, that's correct. So people sometimes will use the phrase, you're a bird brain. They're conveying that you're not very intelligent. And so that is something that needs to be corrected right away because in fact, birds are very smart and we know a lot about how the brain circuits are wired to allow them to sing their song and communicate with other birds. And so there are regions of the brain that have been shown through many, many published studies done by colleagues of mine and others that have shown that there's a lot of shared principles, shared components of the bird brain with speech and language. 
So tell us what you're doing that has to do with Parkinson's disease. I'm very interested that you may learn something from birds that will help us to understand the language problems that occur in Parkinson's disease. It turns out most people with Parkinson's have speech problems. We don't understand a lot about what causes those speech problems. We don't know what's happening in the brain. And so some of the goals of my laboratory are to take advantage of this well-identified bird brain circuitry to ask what happens if we look at certain genes that are associated with Parkinson's disease. How do these genes function in speech? And asking questions to understand about this circuitry. The idea being that if we can understand the brain circuitry, we can develop some better targeted treatments to really treat these speech problems. That sounds very exciting. Thanks very much, Julie. You can hear this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.